Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings, or even just like a bad day, is to hop on AlloMoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com, code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. Hey everyone, it's Fat Mascara. I'm Jess. I'm Jen. Hi. Hi. Okay. Amazing, amazing replay. Lisa Eldridge. Oh, oh, I'm like literally, I'm like, I'm bowing. She's bowing. She's literally, you're actually not literally. You are physically bowing and we have a podcast so nobody can see you, just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody bow down to Lisa Eldridge. Okay. Her line. This is an example of somebody who's doing it right. Didn't come out of the gate with like a ton of product. Came out of the gate with perfect products that were covetable, hard to find. But now she ships to the United States and each one is 
have to have, you know, I just want to say real quick, I was at dinner the other night with Kate and Rebecca and you, you know, I took out a lipstick. No, it was before. Me, I know. Our listeners yeah, don't okay. know your friends. Oh, well, you do now. Okay. I feel like JY comes up a lot. JY comes up a lot. Chris, but Kate and Rebecca. Kate and Rebecca, sure they've often, made an appearance. So. They've made an appearance today. So Kate and Rebecca are there and I had on a Lisa lip and Kate was like, what, what is that lipstick? And she asked, she was looking at it and she asked like, like later into the evening. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, <laughs> do, I have some, do I have something to show you? I demoed the lip for like five minutes. A lipstick? At, at, a, at a table, like at, in like a nice restaurant, like at the QVC time. Because I'm that passionate. I just freaking love it. So we, we had to talk to her and it was a great chat. It was it also was. like 900 was- degrees when we talked to her, I remember. It was, and it was like... Peak pandem. Peak pandem. It was 2020. So that might make its way into the conversation and feel outdated at this point. But Lisa is timeless, isn't she? Mm -hmm. She's a makeup artist based in London. She's also a New York Times bestseller from her book, Face Paint, The Story of Makeup. I love that book. It talks a lot about um, her collection of makeup. She's a huge vintage makeup collector. She has been the, uh, or she is the global creative director of Lancome. She's previously held creative directorships and and worked on um, ambassador roles with brands like Chanel, Shiseido, Boots Number 7. And then as Jeff said, in 2018, she launched her own line. It is now available here. You're going to fall in love with her if you're not already and you want to go buy it. Now I'll put that in the show notes. You can actually buy it now if you live in the USA. Worth it. Worth it. Yes. Yes. So here is Lisa Eldridge. Okay, Lisa, you have said in another interview... Did a little research. Okay. You love faces. And I thought that was a really interesting little quote. So when you look at a face, what do you notice? Everything. I know that's scary for people who meet me, but I notice so much. I think that like my when I go to the art galleries, for example, I'm a I'm I'm a weird person to go to an art gallery with because I just love looking at paint paint treatment and painter's treatment of skin. So like, say, for example, Lucy and Freud, you go and you look at the painting close up and you see green paint, purple paint, red, yellow, green, white, every color in the rainbow. And then you step back, obviously, and you look at the painting from far away and then you see skin, a skin tone. Um, I'm just so fascinated by that and by detail, color in eyes, um, the way light reflects on a face. And this is something that started when I was really, really young. Um, so I just see, I guess, a lot of detail. I think it's probably a bit like when you've got a newborn baby and the way you look at them, like every detail. I'm a little bit like that with faces. And it's it's not a critical thing by any by any chance. It's more, I just see so much beauty in faces and I just love... Um, yeah, I just love faces. I can't really explain it any more than that. It's just something that I've sort of been born with, really. So when you approach a face, how do you kind of decide what you want to play up? And I'm thinking about mm-hmm. our listeners, you know, they you know look in the mirror every morning. They are, you know, for the most part, really into makeup and, and color. What can they take from this? You know, how can they kind of look at 
their face with a less critical eye. I love that you said it. You know, you're not looking at it with a nitpicky eye. You're looking at it with this really like in a beautiful appreciation. Yeah, definitely. How can they kind of borrow from you? I think what's hard when you look in the mirror is that you're looking at a very static image. You're, you know, you're static two-dimensional self so you're just looking and maybe you're honing in on the problematic areas or the things that you think are problematic whereas when I see a face so when a model or an actress sort of arrives at the studio or whatever I'll be sort of almost studying them as they come in and I'm, I'm starting to see things like I'm seeing oh the way that highlight naturally caught her cheek just then or oh that top lip shape so beautiful and I'll sometimes be almost saying hi how are you and I'm saying to my assistant uh, or get the uh, so-and-so product out because I'm already <laughs> seeing like what I can really enhance and what I can beautify. And I think from a, in terms of your listeners, it is about, um, you know, looking at yourself in different angles in, in motion and seeing that the way the skin, your skin reflects light and how you can enhance that. And when you talk, how your, your lips are and how your, um, it's very hard to explain it because obviously you're looking in a mirror, it is a totally flat image, but um, it is about just, I mean, you just, you need to look at yourself in a way that is kind and look at the aspects of your face that are really beautiful and wanting to play those up. And of course, makeup's amazing because when we've got a blemish or a spot, we can cover that. And I'm all for that. I mean, who wants a permanent reminder of a temporary blemish? But to anything else, I just think, you know, play up the natural tones in the skin, even out the skin tone, but keep it so that it does look like skin. And then for eye shape, I mean, when people smile and when they're animated, um, you know, there's just every face is incredibly beautiful when it's animated. So bear that in mind. Don't just look at yourself like with this horrified look, you know, staring in the mirror in some awful bathroom <laughs> light and say, oh my God, I've got lines under. Actually, when you're out and you're talking, nobody sees that. Nobody's interested in that. What people are seeing is passion. They're seeing, you know, um, interest. They're seeing a sparkle in your eye. Of course, we all want long lashes and luscious brows and nice looking skin, but there's so much more than that, you know, to beauty. It really is. It's such, it, it's it's a much bigger world and a much bigger thing than that. That's beautiful. It makes me think of when you catch a reflection of yourself where you don't realize it's you for that millisecond before you realize it's you, you could be so objective. And I find like, I'm always like, oh, that woman's pretty. And then I realize it's me. And like, yeah. you're, you're so kind. People are so much kinder to others than they are to themselves sometimes. Definitely. So yeah. Good advice to try and bring that back to yourself. Um, I love that. Another thing we've noticed about the way you work with makeup is this historical appreciation mm -hmm. for the craft. Where did that come from? I mean, you already mentioned painters and going to art galleries. Is, is it that or where else? I just think I'm a very curious person. I'm very interested. Like, I'm rarely satisfied with an answer. I'm like, I want to know more. So I think I got into makeup. My mom wore makeup and was quite is quite glamorous. You know, she's still wearing a red lipstick when she's FaceTiming me at the moment. We went to my grandmother's house and I found in her old bedroom a lot of her old makeup from when she was a teenager, which I just found this makeup so interesting. And I was like, wow, my mom used to wear like all this makeup and and I started doing sort of face charts, but using the old makeup. And then I just got very curious after that about Oh, why did it used to be in like, why was that in a tube or why did that look like that? And I just started to 
want to kind of piece together, you know, I was interested in makeup. So I wanted to know why people wore makeup. What was the first makeup? Why did people start buying makeup as opposed to making their own? And I think as the more I kind of got into that world, and I'm someone that loves researching anyway, if I, I want to be an expert, if not the world expert, if I'm interested in something, I'm, I'm annoying like that. And I just thought, wow, this is so interesting because it's not just the history of the products, but it's the history of the marketing and the materials and the societal and the cultural history and all of that, which I'm as interested in that as I am almost in the future of makeup because I love cosmetic science. I love what makeup can be. And, you know, I love imagining how we're going to make ourselves up in 30 years time. And I think for the minute I got my first job in um product development, which was actually at Shiseido, which was a good place, obviously, to start. And I went to Japan and I think they probably thought I was so annoying because yeah, I was supposed to just design a makeup brand. And I was like, okay, you know, I want to go to all the shops, the small shops, not in central Tokyo, but take me into like the provinces. And I want to ask people why they're wearing this makeup and, um, you know, what, what do they like about it? And then I'd go to the labs there and I would be saying, well, you know, can we do that? And why can't we do that? And can you explain to me why that's shiny and that isn't? And then they'd be like, oh, it's just the volatile silicones. I was like, oh, tell me all about those. I'm just one of those people. I'm like, a, I'm probably a marketing and a PR person's nightmare. To me, it's just the most interesting thing to know where something's come from. So even when I work for brands, like I like to know, even years ago, I'd say, oh, can I get into your archives? Like as soon as they'd want to employ me for something, I'd be like, oh, can I visit your archives? They'd be like, why? I'd be like, I just want to see like what you used to do and what you, you know, not because I want to, not because I want to copy that, but I think it's nice to have the full picture, you know, to see something 360. You want to understand where it came from, what it's done right, what it's done wrong, what it may be, um, you know, what are the key moments? And that helps you to kind of move brands into the future as well. So I've just always been interested in it. It's a perfect combination of both. You mentioned the cosmetic chemistry of it, the history of it, and loving faces and seeing all these colors. Um, obviously, you're doing the right thing with your job. <laughs> and you, you've said like you can see a face and know if it's going to eat makeup, probably because of the science of the products, but also what that person's skin is like. So many people can relate to this. <laughs> like, How do you know when we put on makeup that like, you feel like it just disappears in seconds. How do you know if someone has that type of skin or face? We get that question a lot from listeners. Well, there's two there's two types of makeup eaters. So two types of hungry faces that I think anyway. <laughs> there's the, the faces that can just take so much makeup. Like someone can sit down and you can put a tiny bit of makeup on them and they look so fully made up that like almost like you want to pair it back because, and then someone else can sit down, you start to do their makeup, you halfway through the makeup and you realize you've got to put way more on to achieve a natural look. And that's to do with like having almost, some faces are a bit like blank canvases. So they'll sit down and I'll, I can spot it now, but in the beginning, like you wouldn't realize how much makeup you could put on them and they can still look completely natural. Other people will sit down and they've almost got natural makeup on already. It's to do with their features. It's to do with the shading on their face. It's the physiology of the face and the structure of the face, which lends itself to natural highlights and um, contour already. Lisa, are there any celebrity examples you're comfortable giving, like of somebody who has like that kind of face? So say a model like Karen Nelson, who's been so successful in fashion 
fashion. She has like a blank, like a makeup artist dream face. You can paint and paint and paint, you know. You can do all kinds of looks. You can't do that necessarily on every type of model or every celebrity. Someone I've never worked with, but I'm just trying to think of a good example of someone with natural makeup would be somebody like Brooke Shields. You know, there's a lot of shading, there's lash, there's almost like an eyeline there already, there's the brows. Some people's faces just have that. And then there's the second category, which I think is what you're talking about, which are the absorbent faces. So they're the the faces that you put on the makeup. I mean, it's not always people with oily skin tones. It can be just a particular type of maybe dehydrated skin or skin that you put the makeup on. It literally goes... It sucks in. And then you've got the face touches. So the people that don't even know, you put the makeup on and Mm. they've already touched their face a thousand times. And I say, (laughs) don't touch your face. And they're like, sorry, I I didn't think, I haven't touched it. And they're like touching their face all over. You know, you'll be on a job and it's like, it's supposed to be a red lip and there's three models or there's three celebrities. You put the red lip, it's perfect on them. And then 10 minutes later, you're on set, you know, and someone's lip is absolutely perfect. The other person has nothing <laughs> left. And you're like, what happened? They're like, what? What? I'm that model. <laughs> yeah. There's like food over here, yeah. red lipstick on my ear. <laughs> so they're literally yeah, like, eating it, touching it, whatever. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely like hungry faces and blank canvases and people with natural makeup. So there's a lot to be said about getting to know yourself, like who you are in terms of makeup and looking at your face in daylight and just figuring out what works for you and what doesn't. I think that the ultimate way to be your own personal makeup artist is just to get to know your own face, really. So let's talk about your channel. Now, when we met, I think it was about um, maybe six or seven years ago. I remember that it was at um, a Lancome event. I remember you told me that when you were starting your channel, not everyone completely got it. They didn't totally get what you were doing. And I, I don't totally remember this exactly, but I think there was maybe even a celebrity in your corner who was saying like, no, this is a great idea. Go for it. Tell me about like what the, where the idea came from and what the perception of what you were doing was at the time. Well, I think that, um, I first got shown a YouTube video on a, a big sort of fashion shoot And someone said, have you seen these girls, you know, in their bedrooms, they're putting on makeup and it was really early days and um, they kind of got it up on the screen and everyone was watching it in a bit like, oh my God, that's hilarious, sort of funny. I was like, instantly, that's punk. That's pure punk there. I mean, this is amazing. This is going to change. I remember thinking, I'm so lucky to be alive in this moment in beauty because this is I thought at the time, this is equivalent to what happened in the interwar years when makeup went from being something that only rich people, royalty, aristocrats could afford to being available to everyone. I thought this is like the biggest sea change I've ever seen in the industry. At the time, I thought it was on on par with that. And now I think it's actually much bigger than that. Um, and, and why, why did I think that? Well, if you think that like the 2000s, early 2000s to probably the mid 2000s, was the height of the unbelievably retouched beauty image. You know, if you look back at campaigns from that time now, they look like illustrations almost. And there was um, a kind of, I remember doing ads and things, you know, um, working as a makeup artist, doing ads for beauty companies, and it'd be a mascara and it would be like crazy claims. Like, you know, I'd, I'd put a full set of false lashes on and this mascara's line would be, you know, we'll make your eyelashes look 27 times longer and, you know, 60 times thicker. And 
And then you'd come on set and they'd be saying, oh, can you put more lashes on? I'd be like, what, another set of false lashes put on another? So it was the, it was the height of that. And we'd just come out of that. I think like the Dove campaign had just come out. And so everything was felt like it might change, but it, we were still in that world. And then to see someone on YouTube completely uncommercialized, <laughs> incorruptibly sitting there in like no corruption, sitting in a bedroom with a mascara and saying, well, I tried that. And they said it was supposed to be 20 times longer, but actually it came <laughs> off on me. I was like, oh my God, this is like <laughs> a big finger. And I've, you know, up yours to like the industry. She raised a middle finger. You couldn't see it. <laughs> this is so like exciting. And I remember saying to like big brands at the time, you know, haven't you seen these girls on YouTube? Like they're talking about makeup and they will actually say if it's good or not. So, and they'd be like, oh no, 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 no. We're a luxury brand. You know, it's nothing to do with us. That's so amateur. So there was this real, like, there was such an unpretentious, authentic and earnest world of beauty being born at the same time that there was this like heightened level of marketing uh, claims and retouching going on. So it was just so interesting for me. And I think, you know, that real amateur world versus the pro industry um, was, it was so separate, segregated at the time. And um, most brands like weren't interested. They were, didn't even look at it. Um, so, and for that reason, it remained uncorrupted or incorrupted for about 18 months. You know, it was such a pure, pleasurable world where everyone was truly themselves and, um, you know, you had somebody that was sitting in their bedroom, someone, you know, Lauren Luke was there with their dog snoring in the bathroom. I was like, oh, I forgot about her. Yeah. No, no beauty brand can compete with this level of authenticity and trustworthiness, you know, just try, you know, and that, that to me was really, really exciting. Um, so yeah, so I just decided to start doing my own videos and, um, it was scary. I was so scared. Cause I thought, oh my God, if the publicists see it, are they going to say, oh, we can't book Lisa anymore for A-list celebrity. She's on YouTube now. You know, it's, <laughs> it was such like a dirty wear. Like it was so, it was such a like awful thing to admit. So I did it. Yeah, so did you I, tell people? Were you no, like, you know, at, no. were you at shoots and jobs? Like check out my YouTube channel, you know, subscribe. Never, <laughs> never. I, I was so under the radar. Like I put my first video out and I thought, is that the end of my career? But I so believed in it. So I was like, I, I didn't think it was, but I, it could have been. Uh, and I kind of kept it quiet. And I remember about two years in, I did a really, really cool, like a really like cool, cool, cool job with like, you know, I won't say names, but like amazing photographer. And I really like fashion, fashion, fashion stylist and hairdresser. And I kind of walked in and the, it was the stylist assistant went, oh, I love your videos on YouTube. And everyone kind of went in slow motion, like looked at me. And then I remember them saying, you do videos on YouTube. And, I, and all I could think to say was, I just said, yes, but it's not for you. It's for real people. And just like, stop oh my God. <laughs> like, putting up my, like, I'm like, getting all my kit up because I was so like, oh my God, like the secret is out. And like, um, yeah, and it was, there was actually, I was working with um, Kate Winslet and I just remember being on a job with her. I think I was at a house and um, a friend of hers came in that I'd never met before. 
And she introduced me and she's like, oh, this is Lisa, you know, she's great. She says, it's my makeup. Oh, and she, and she makes these amazing videos on YouTube. And I was like, oh, do you know about those? And she was like, yes, yes. You know, she used another makeup artist in LA. She's like, oh, yeah, my makeup artist in LA told me. And I know all about them. I can't believe we've never spoken about them. And I was just like, it was like a relief, actually. I thought, well, I've always believed in it. And I think it's really good. And I love it. So it's just nice that, you know, it, it, it started to become recognized in that way. So, um, so yeah, that was how it sort of happened, really. So... This kind of, this is a really nice segue into my next question. So I do a lot of reading in my private time. And right now I've been very interested. I love this author, Tara Moore. She's actually like a speaker and everything. And she talks a lot about, um, she's like a a coach. She's fantastic. And she talks a lot about how women and self-doubt gets, self-doubt gets in their way of them kind of becoming their most actualized versions of themselves. And I, you know, you're kind of, you've kind of already answered my question, but I've, wanted to know, you know, kind of how you plowed through that, you know, maybe I shouldn't do this kind of narrative in your head. And were there other times where self-doubt came into your mind during your career? And this is just kind of on my mind a lot as women go through different parts of their careers or not even their careers, just like in their lives, because you have this incredible career. I mean, it really is, I feel like I'm blowing smoke right now, but it really is spectacular. You're not just a makeup artist or somebody who created a line. You really have a very unique imprint in the industry. But here you are kind of on set, like, oh, you know, don't look at me. Sorry, uh, you know, I'm embarrassed about this one point. That's insane to me. And I'm sure it's insane to our listeners right now. So how did you really push through that? Well, I believed in it in myself. So that's why I wanted to push through. And I think I'm somebody that I quite like to be scared by something. I've done it time and time again, and I don't really know why I do this. I'm sure there's a psychologist that will tell me, like, you've done that for this reason. I've never looked at it, but, you know, when I had this feeling, I want to do YouTube, I believe in it. I think it's a sea change moment in the beauty industry. I was never not going to make videos. And I think if you really believe it deep down, I mean, all the self-help people will say, if you believe it in your gut, um, and I've not trained or read any books about that, but I just feel like if you feel it in your gut and you believe it 100%, it will definitely work out, whatever happens. I've always felt Mm. that. It might be really tough. It might take a long time. There might be lots of people giving you, you know, telling you to give up. There'll be people telling you you're not good, whatever. If you really believe it and you think it's the right thing to do then you have to do it you have to it's your it's your calling it's what you're supposed to be doing and you have to do it I love that I also love the fear thing I actually turned down a job recently because I was like this doesn't scare me at all and that just seemed like death yeah exactly exactly there's no growth in it (laughs) and I feel like some people are like oh if it's scary then you shouldn't but I think it actually is the opposite you're right Um, I'm thinking about your viewers now as they watch your videos and of course picturing Kate Winslet as one of them. (laughs) Now I just, she's just now your everyday viewer for me. But what, how would you describe your relationship with them? Because, you know, over the last six, seven years, you've developed a rapport. Uh, Why do they come back to you? What are you offering them? Um, I think they know that I'm very, um, I don't get my head turned easily by new products or people telling me like, you know, this is the latest thing and it's amazing. If it's good, I'll decide if I think it's good or not. Um, And if I believe it's worth sharing, then I will, but it's not a given. 
Um, I think they trust me. I mean, I do get that time and time again. We trust you. I've never done any sponsored content ever, um, which at the beginning was people like, why are you doing that? I was like, well, I kind of, it's not what I'm involved in YouTube and social media for. It was, you know, I'm a makeup artist. I've got a job. This was something that I wanted to use to talk about makeup and to really get together with like-minded people and you know, I've learned so much from, from my viewers. And I think that there's just something about talking to like-minded people or helping people and enjoying makeup for the pure joy of it. No other reason. I've got nothing to sell. What's your most popular video today? Sorry, I didn't check the YouTube count before we got on the, the, uh, the line here. I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's usually the no makeup makeup look, the pinpoint concealing technique, flawless complexion, sort of that kind of thing. And I think that also when I did that one about, it was like a trailer for my history book. It was like the best and worst looks. And I've got all the different looks from all the different eras. That, that one's really popular as well. So it's, there's a lot of complexion. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus... They have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's highest hair is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. 
and it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did, start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Hey everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how aloe moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on allomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. So for our listeners who love beauty, but they, you know, don't feel as confident as maybe you do <laughs> doing your makeup every day. Uh, so that's a lot of us. What's something that anyone can do that you feel always looks great? Is there a kind of like foolproof? Maybe it's like, you know, a great blush or a quickie smoky eye. What can anyone do to look fantastic every morning? For me, it would definitely be the thing that you can say to pretty much everyone is evening out your skin tone, whether it means just covering a bit of, you know, a few broken capillaries, a blemish or some pigmentation is a no brainer because instantly when you look at your face, even if it's only in one area of your face that you've concealed, you're immediately, you know, your whole face is brighter and clearer and so something like that. So a a good concealer, um, good skincare, good concealer. And then most people, when they're looking at you, they're not studying, only me, but most people, when they look at you, they're not studying every area of your face. They're looking at your eyes, you know. People look at your eyes. They maybe look at your lips while you're talking. They go up and down. They're not looking at that thing at the side of your face there that you've been staring at for days because you think it's like so unsightly. No one's looking at that. No one cares, honestly. So it is about really just bringing out the natural beauty in your skin. I have to ask, 
about this concealer for broken capillaries, which is my thing. Like I have all those little red things. What concealer do you like to use for that kind of thing? Sorry, I'm interrupting. Got to get some help for myself here. No, no, no. no actually. Because people always talk about under eye concealer. That's not my issue. My issue is the redness in capillary. What do you like for that? I think that you just need any concealer, which has got a good amount of coverage. So although you're not going to use it all over your face, you need you need pigment. So there's no point using something that's supposed to be a highlighting concealer. No, forget it. You need something with heavy duty and then you use the tiniest amount and almost like your... Are we talking like sensual skin enhancer, like Kevin Aquan heavy duty or not quite there? It could be that if you're quite experienced because you need to really thin that one out. But something like just a really heavily pigmented, um, I'm trying to think of like different ones. I've got so many in my kit. It could be like a Laura Mercier. It could be like a, a camouflaging um, one uh, from Longcom in the tubes. It could be NARS, the you know, in the tubes, anything which has a good amount of pigment and then just dot it on like in a really small way and then just start to blend and almost you're pushing it into that area and then blending around the edges. And it's just something that is going to cover it and you're going to be left with some kind of a natural skin tone at the end of it. So you don't want something which you're then going to powder and you're not going to powder the rest of your face because then you're going to have a really almost, you know, kind of matte area, which is going to emphasize it more. So it is just about working it into the skin, really in synergy with the skin, something heavy duty coverage, but thinned out. (laughs) <laughs> Got it. I think, no, it's good advice because a lot of people just think, oh, this one's nice and sheer and they layer it on. Then you see the concealer. Yeah, because it's got so skin. much of it, but no. So don't be scared of those really powerful concealers. No. Just use them very sparingly. Just got to think about people that, re- if you ever, if, if you've ever watched like old masters being retouched, like old, you know, the, the people who retouch all those incredible paintings like the 18th century, oh, yeah. they use tiny brushes tiny amount of thing and they literally they're almost like tapping it on and they're reviving the paint and that's how you should approach it oh patience that's such a great analogy use like the tiniest even like eyeliner brush to apply it it's like retouching i'm picturing the guy in ghostbusters the movie remember the art (laughs) restorer that was in ghostbusters (laughs) like that's gonna be me with my uh my capillaries tomorrow morning I took us off topic, Jess. You had a question, right? So, okay, Lisa, you are not somebody who I would describe as a controversial YouTuber. (laughs) Lisa Aldridge, you are not the Jeffree Star of the YouTube world, but you are somebody who is, you know, both a makeup artist and I know you wouldn't describe yourself as an influencer, but you are like, you know, a personality. Have there been any bumpy moments in your time on YouTube? Have there been any, Mm. you know... I would say even just in, as as a as a podcaster, I've had moments where I have been you know less than thrilled with the response of something that I've said or a, a challenge. Just because I'm somebody who has put myself out there, there have been challenges and learnings. Has, has it been completely seamless for you? No, not at all. I mean, I think when you put yourself out there, it is it is a brave thing to do because anyone can say anything about you and you have to have a very tough skin to deal with that and remember why you got into it in the first place and you know try and think about the people that um you know the majority of people that like what you're doing so I think the whole drama thing is just yeah I mean I've never really got into it I think maybe when YouTube first became really commercialized and I was quite disappointed with it which was you know, I had to sort of give myself a slap for being so kind of like pearl clutching and and unrealistic to think that it was going to stay like 
unsponsored. Um, and I think at that time I was a bit like, oh, I'm so over YouTube. But I got over myself and was like, you know, get on with it. And um, I've just not really, I just find it mentally exhausting. I think some people are just more, their personalities suit drama a bit more. Mine just doesn't because I've got... You think? I know many of those people. <laughs> I just feel like I've got so many things that I actually want to do. And to take up that much space worrying about somebody that said something about you. You know, I think my general kind of motto is, you know, you really, you win some, you lose some, you can't win them all. You can't please everyone. If someone you've never met in your life decides that they hate something about your face or something, it's it's not, it's, 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 it's not my problem. It's not my, I, I can't waste an hour wondering why they thought that because it's it, it's it's not my issue and it's none of my business anyway and I remember reading a book when um my son was actually a toddler and um somebody gave and he was really having a tantrum and this friend was like I'll read this book toddler training and um it was it was quite an old-fashioned book even then but there were certain things in it and there was one thing in it which basically said that um a performer needs an audience and <laughs> you can't perform without an audience and it stayed in my mind ever since and I remember thinking as I read it and this is years before YouTube or anything but I remember thinking this book is great for me as a makeup artist because you know going in on set and there's always a performer and whatever but if you don't if you don't give them an audience there can't be a performance so I've just there's too many lovely things to be getting on with in the world there's too much to learn about we're not here for long we, there's so many things that I want to know about I want to learn about I want to engage with um you know just last night I said to my husband just do you think in our lifetimes a human being will land on Mars and he was like they will, but not in our lifetime. And I was like, when? Will it be in our son's life? He's Just like, Lisa, go to sleep. <laughs> See, that's the sort of thing that I probably today will Google. When do we think we're going to land on Mars or something? And I could have spent all of that time engaging with somebody in drama. And in fact, I'd rather know about, I'd just rather know about other things, really. And, and you know, if you don't like me, it's fine. You can just log off. You don't have to watch my videos. I've never. We do like you, <laughs> and our listeners do too. Like we, you are seriously one of the most requested guests that we've had. Oh, but that's the, nice. But Jess and I've been dying to know this, and I've gotten questions from people too. When are we going to be able to get the lipsticks that are available? You know, over in UK here, please. I know. Well, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I think that. Um, at the moment, I've kept it quite small because they're really hard to make. And oh, really? They've been hard. Yeah. So I'm kind of only making those lipsticks once a year, but I am working on other things. So there will be. What are these other things? What are these other things? Look, yeah, I've never uh, seen Jess yeah. more excited. Look how excited she is. Yeah. Other yeah. things. I'm only getting excited if they'll be available to Americans. Is that kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, lots lots of other things and globally and yeah I'm definitely working towards doing a lot more so oh that is so exciting I mean the pigments I mean I've never even held one of these Lisa Eldridge lipsticks but you can see just from the screen they are lush they look like suede they look so they're lush. a bit like pastel crayons you know they're in there just like pigment 
Um, yeah, no, they are. They're really pretty amazing. I absolutely. Can you? This is just a very like lo- logistical question. Can you have them shipped for a cost to the U.S. or are they not even able to be shipped to the U.S.? Oh no, no, I've got, I've got, um, I, I have a fulfillment house in Ohio actually, where they ship from in America. So. You can get them. Jess, I know what you're getting for your birthday. (laughs) Very excited. This is very exciting. Um, Another really cool thing for people who watch Lisa Eldridge's videos, and if you're not watching them, I do urge you to log on because they're fantastic. You have these incredible rings, and we're looking at them now, just even on the screen. They just, the light catches them. They're like these beautiful stones. And you got so famous for them, you started your own range of jewelry, right? Or you you made them on offer. How did this come about? I've always loved gemstones and I used to do like weird drawings as a child with wax crayons and drop water to make them sort of shine. And it's almost like an eyeshadow palette for me. Like when I look at different colors of gemstones and I put them together, it's like you're almost designing an eye eye palette. So I think there's really strong links between makeup and colored stones. Um, And then I just started to one particular jeweler who just makes one-off rings I'd been introduced to him when I was getting my engagement ring made because I wanted an old cut diamond, but I didn't want a vintage one. So it was the jewelry editor at British Vogue said, oh, meet this guy. And I met him. And then since then, he's traveling and he used to send me photos and say, oh, I'm in wherever, India or Nepal or wherever. And he'd say, look at this incredible stone. And I'd get rings from him, just one-off stones, one-off things, and I'd wear them in my YouTube videos. And then everyone was saying, oh, your ring's amazing. You know, I'd love to buy a ring like that. And um, I never thought to launch it as a brand or anything until I saw that two people had launched Lisa Eldridge rings, like branded rings, Lisa Eldridge, and um, two companies. And then I had to obviously ring them up and say, please don't use my name because, you know, all of that stuff. Um, and then I thought, well, this is a bit silly. Maybe I should make some rings and, you know, I would really enjoy it. And it would be just a, the most beautiful hobby that I could possibly have, which is to think about stones, create stones, talk to people who cut stones, learn all about that world, you know, and, and I, I work with a gemologist with 40 years experience and I've been to um, just to talk to him about the stones and the process. And I just find the whole thing really fascinating. And it's to learn about a new industry as well and a new art and a new science, you know, as you're going through your life and you're older, it's just so lovely just to know about new things. And it's really, so far, people love them. And, uh, you know, I'm really, really proud of them. They're beautiful. I have to ask you about what's in your kit because people want to know about products. But before I do, I'm going rogue with this question. Are you a tetrachromat? Do you know what that is? No, I don't know what that is. It's people who see more color shades than a regular human eye. Oh, yeah, yeah. I might be. I might be. The way you talk about, first of all, the paintings, and then when you were talking about the gems, and then when you were talking about how when you were a kid, you would add water to colors and watch how it Mm -hmm. different colors came out. I have a feeling just from the way that you talk that you might be one of those people that sees more shades of color than the average person. Oh, that it could be true. If you like researching stuff, you should look into tetrachromacy. I'm writing this down because I'm going to look into it. Even as a child, we used to like go out for a walk and then I, I'd say, oh, look, the, the color of that door with those flowers, look how the yellow is popping out. And then people would be like, there isn't any yellow. I'd be like, yeah, because the purple in the doorway, look how the the yellow, and they'd be like, 
<laughs> no, because most people don't see the world that way. It's I've always found them fascinating. People who have that, um, you know, that ability. So I think you should look into it. I think that's you. Definitely. So we have to ask. We know your kit is probably massive. I, I'm scared to imagine how many trunks you bring to set. You must have the biggest kit. But what are the items that you cannot live without? What is always in your kit? Oh, God. Yeah, every job's different. So there's a red carpet kit. There's an editorial kit. Um, there's different kits for different sort of things. And I think that I would always want to have, like, amazing highlighters, foundations. I mean, I was the first probably person that used to go on about Becca shimmering skin perfect, the liquid. I remember when that first launched, I was like in heaven um, because I love that kind of realistic kind of shine on the skin. Um, I've always loved Laura Mercier's secret camouflage because you can do picture restoring with it as we, as we talked about earlier. I've always liked really good foundations that don't flash back and don't change color, which is quite hard to find. So anything from a makeup forever HD to some of the Chanel foundations, some of the long foundations to things that I've just picked up in stage makeup shops and, you know, um, professional shops, the theatrical makeup that I've used. And what about mascara? We have to ask. Oh, well, I've always been obsessed with Japanese drugstore mascaras. So I love Lancome mascaras and Japanese drugstore mascaras. And that's it. Uh, because I just feel like when I go to Japan, the regular $1 kind of mascaras are so good. It's crazy. It's just so good. I love, love, love Japanese technology for eyeliners, mascara, um, lots of things. What's actually. the mas Japanese mascara? I like a tubing mascara. Which one should I get? Is there a Japanese one like that? There's so many good tubing mascaras of um, ones that you can get here. I mean, there's so many brands when you go to Japan that there's just, you know, everything from the... I'm not getting to Japan anytime okay, soon. Okay, no, Sorry. you really are not. So <laughs> I would say, I mean, I do like the Sensai ones. Um, and I, Sensai. Yeah, and I absolutely love the DHC one if you just want really kind of defined lashes. Oh, yeah. Um, and then anything really. I mean, even like a Dolly Wink or something, which is just a very cheap kind of drugstore brand in in japan they're all really really good oh i'm gonna check that out what about i'm like very into just a neutral eyeshadow right now that's very it's pretty and soft but gives like some definition what are some of your favorite neutral eyeshadows um i i usually have big obviously Z palettes where i take all my favorites and put them in um i've got a lot of the troy serrat ones because i really like or serrat beauty um i like to be able to make my own palettes and I like ones which have a little bit of shimmering, but very low level shimmer, because I just think it works better with most skin, not, not glittery and not pure matte, but something that almost looks matte, but has a little bit of shimmer, very low level. What would you put on Jess? So I would use, you could use, um, Unatra, which is one of his sort of taupey brown shades that has a little shimmer in just to create that natural Lovely bit of socket shading. Once you've got that, then you can add as much color, as much shimmer as you want. Once you've got the shape defined, um, then you can do whatever you want. Okay, so we always end on a little speed round of questions, the five questions we ask everyone. So what's the first beauty product that you fell in love with? Very first. Clinique. And it was, uh, God, what was it called? It was a foundation for really oily skin because uh, I had the worst oily skin and acne, and you poured it onto a cotton wool, 
and you buffed it on. It had a glass jar too. My mother used it. And it was like a poor minimizing foundation. And that that saved it saved my life because I was so like oily. That just gave me a flashback <laughs> to my mom. Okay. Who's the celebrity you just know you'd be best friends with? I know you know celebrities, but like someone you've seen from afar and you're like, oh, he or she gets me. Oh God, who would it be? I've never met Angelina Jolie and I'd love to meet her. I'd love to do her makeup. So I have to say her. And then you'd be best friends after. Yes. Okay. Favorite indulgent snack and be specific, please. Uh, It would involve chocolate. I'll tell you what I had last night. I had some, they're actually vegan chalk ices. uh, What were they? Vegan um, magnums. Something like that. It's like a salted caramel, chocolatey, nutty, anything like that. I love ice cream bar. Nice. Okay. What song pumps you up? At the moment, probably Dua Lipa. Um, I love the album and it's the, the one album that's keeping me going through this whole lockdown thing because it's just so, yes, it's so earworthy. Yeah. It's upbeat. I keep singing it all around the house. It makes you want to dance. Anything like that at the moment is just been a godsend. Okay. And last question, what do you want to raise a wand to? That's what we do at the end of every show. We raise a wand to a product or something that we're loving right now. And you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say the Lagom. Um... Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's highest hair is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. 
Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Fifty plus SBF because it's amazing. Um, so that is a Korean brand. Um, it's a, a factor fifty, broad spectrum, but you don't get any white flashback. You don't get anything like coming through your even if you put your foundation on. It's like a perfect primer because it's so hot here at the moment, um, and it's just it's it's so beautifully done. I thought it must be a nano because and then when I looked in the inkies, I was like, oh, it's not even a nano. It's amazing. Um, so that I'm I, I'm really um, I think that's going to be my hero sunblock of the summer. Okay, maybe it'll be ours too. Sounds good, Lisa. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you, Lisa. This is awesome. Thank you so much. Bye. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. 